This is episode 28 of Everyday Wellness, Supercharged Strategies for a Better Brain with Leslie Bumpus. I'm Dr. Kelly Donahue, clinical health psychologist, here with my co-host, Cynthia Thurlow, nurse practitioner and functional nutritionist. Our goal is to share easy strategies to help as many people as possible become healthier. You can help us obtain this goal by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. The process takes just a few minutes and we really appreciate it. Leaving a review helps our podcast show up when others search for podcasts on health and well-being. We are so grateful that you are here and for your willingness to leave us a review. Now, let's get started. Welcome to Everyday Wellness. Wellness is the result of the decisions that you make every day. It's your mindset and the thoughts you believe. Wellness is the food you put in your body and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Wellness is your work and meaning. Join us on Everyday Wellness as we explore ways that you can choose wellness today. Today, we have a real treat. We are actually going to be interviewing Leslie Bumpus, and she is a certified nutritional therapy practitioner and a founder of Redeeming Wellness. She's also a world traveler. She was just telling me all about her wonderful trip to Europe. As a founder of Redeeming Wellness, Leslie helps women identify the underlying causes blocking their well-being and teaches them how to nourish their bodies. As a functional nutritionist, she educates her clients on what's going on in on in their body that's causing their signs and symptoms and by addressing the root cause of their health concerns and introducing simple targeted dietary and lifestyle modifications women are able to shift the terrain in order to help bring them resolution and start feeling better welcome leslie thank you so much good morning I know that you have a lot of interest, but I I think what I know our listeners would really love learning about because uh, we're all about healthy aging and being as proactive as we can uh, be to ensure that we age gracefully and healthfully. But the emphasis, you know, when I was looking at statistics on, you know, dementia and Alzheimer's is really staggering. And so I would love for you to, you know, share with our listeners what initially got you interested in this particular area and you know ways that you help support your female clients and their families. Sure. Um, last year, I was rounding out the fall with um, a couple of extra trainings, and you know we love to learn new things. Yes. And I sort of promised myself not another class, um, but I kept getting this flyer from the Institute of Functional Medicine, the IFM, mm-hmm. about Dale Bredesen's um, groundbreaking book, The End of Alzheimer's that um, outlines his recode protocol. And I had a couple female clients who I think, you know, the Lord just puts in my path, who said, within days apart of each other, Leslie, I'm really worried about my brain. Mm -hmm. My mother has Alzheimer's, my grandmother has Alzheimer's. One of these particular clients had suffered a stroke. So all of a sudden I was thinking, wow, this is my age group. This is my tribe Mm -hmm. where, um, and we had a friend whose husband got diagnosed at 60 with Alzheimer's. So I looked at my husband and I said, I think 
I need to know about this. And he mm-hmm. said, you're right. This is, this is really the age and the thing that's happening. So I went to Miami last year and became certified as a recode practitioner. And you're right. The statistics are staggering. 65% of all patients with Alzheimer's are female. Mm-hmm. 60% of the caregivers are female. Mm-hmm. You know, and why is that? Um, so it was just interesting the way that, uh, and immediately when I came back, I had people saying, hey, my husband just got diagnosed at 57. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it is going to be one of the healthcare crises that can bankrupt the country because it definitely bankrupts families. The care can become so intense and so financially draining. And it's emotionally draining, and it's just real sad. So the bottom line, with, with according to Dr. Bredesen, is that it really starts in our 30s and 40s. So there are things that we can do now. This is what, what I try to address with my clients. I have a list of biomarkers. I know exactly what to look for so we don't go down that path. And it's interesting because I, I find that most people in their 30s and 40s, they're just, you know, they're they're knee deep in caring for their children mm-hmm. and they're, mm-hmm. you know, at, you know, escalating um, responsibilities at work and they're just trying to, you know, compartmentalize and get through each week and they're probably not even considering some of the, you know, environmental as well as personal care and lifestyle choices that are impacting their brain health. And it, it's interesting because I have a, a fairly new client. She came to me over the summer. And one of the things that she identified after working together uh, for a few months was that, you know, she had a parent that had uh, been impacted by dementia, early onset dementia, and she was very concerned about the influence of estrogen Mm-hmm. declining estrogen mm-hmm. and its impact on brain health. And so we together have kind of been exploring ways to, you know, first determine what, you know, what direction she needs to go in. Um, and then also, you know, considering what ramifications this has for her long term. But I'd love to hear, you know, kind of your process, whatever you're comfortable sharing, sure. you know, what are the things that you really look at when you're uh, trying to support your female clients? Um, let me go back and just say that Alzheimer's disease is only part, <clears throat> the, the, the bigger umbrella is just called dementia. Mm-hmm. And Alzheimer's is a part of that umbrella. <clears throat> also, other neurological diseases fall under that umbrella, including Parkinson's and Lewy body, which is what Robin Williams um, died from, or he was suffering, <coughs> just had a smoothie go down the <laughs> And so... <clears throat> My mother, and this is kind of my why, but in hindsight, I can see what was going on. My mother was raised in London during the war. She had a lot of trauma. I had to quit school at 12. Never ate anything green. I mean, never. Mm-hmm. Was a sugarholic. <coughs> Came to the States and lived in Central Florida um, with my dad in the area where they sprayed for citrus groves 24-7, exposed wow. to pesticides. My mother, from the, my earliest memory, was always constipated hmm. and self-issued um, uh, uh, enemas and things like that, always constipated, poor eater, and had a lifetime of trauma, or what you might even call uh, her ACE score, mm-hmm. adverse childhood events. We know that ACE scores over four and five um, predispose people at a greater risk for dementia and Alzheimer's. So, and poor 
gut health, as it turns out. Mm -hmm. We know now because, and I'm sure you're aware of the microbiome and the gut-brain connection, that when we have an imbalanced gut, if we have terrible dysbiosis, it's giving bad signals back to the brain. Mm -hmm. So in hindsight, um, my why is that I don't want to go down that path. And I can see the convergence of the poor nutrition, the trauma, and the toxicity, the toxins, um, led to my mother's own version of dementia. Uh, Alzheimer's has, let's talk about the risk factors. Let's just say, okay, what puts you at risk? Mm -hmm. Insulin resistance. Um, we know that blood sugar regulation is so important, and I know that's a big key in your, your practice. Mm -hmm. um, actually, low cholesterol numbers. We forget that cholesterol is very protective of the brain. And Dr. Bredesen and Dr. Perlmutter and Dr. Amen and Max Lugavir and all those that are just all over the brain these days will tell you that people with Alzheimer's have very poor cholesterol scores. Um, so we've sort of shot ourselves in the foot with all this statin business trying to protect our hearts. Well, and, and <laughs> we've destroyed our brains. Well, and I, I think back to, um, you know, obviously I had 16 years of cardiology experience as a nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the joke used to be, and I, I don't say this lightly, and I don't say this to, to be inflammatory, but the joke used to be we needed to put um, Xanax in the water supply and, and a statin uh, because we believed it, or at least I believed fervently that, you know, everyone was anxious, and everyone needed some anti inflammatory uh -huh. benefits. Uh -huh. And so at the time that I was initially prescribing them, you know, I definitely, you know, very much bought into, you know, that mentality, we want to reduce inflammation, we want to do we want to deal with plaque stabilization. And then we want to look at these numbers. And you know, the more aggressive we could be to shoot those numbers down. And I remember probably, gosh, probably, 10 years ago, I had a, a really amazing um, NIH researcher who was also one of my patients and a uh, very, very intelligent woman. And she said, Cynthia, I will never take a statin. And mm -hmm. so I in, engaged in this conversation. I said, I, I would like to know why um, and not to be you know, critical. I just want to learn. Yes. And so when she explained to me what it did to the, the impact on the brain, um, it really shed a very different light on, um, you know, statin utilization. And yes, I understand there are some benefits, you know, post heart attack and, and in vascular disease from a Western medicine perspective, but we're not thinking about the downstream effects. And so, exactly. you know, from from my perspective, when I, I, I kind of shudder, I remember reducing um, someone's statin because their total cholesterol was 100. And I <gasps> kept saying to... Ugh. Um, some of my peers that, you know, I understand, you know, morbidity, mortality go up if cholesterol is too low. And so I started really liberalizing dosages um, mm -hmm. in most of my patients. And so, yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those misnomers um, that, uh, you know, cholesterol is something that's necessary and vital and, and certainly the downstream effects of its impact um, have profound impact on so many things. I mean, sex hormones. And, well, and I always, I, know, <laughs> I was going to say, when a doctor prescribes a statin to a man, he might as well go ahead and write this prescription for Viagra too, right. because he's castrating the guy. Right. And <laughs> yeah. how and how many of my patients? I mean, that was the joke. So I started in cardiology at kind of the heyday of Viagra, and the joke was we could never keep samples because I'm quite confident my male peers were taking some yeah. home. <laughs> um, but yes, I mean, it, you know, is it any wonder that that's been a boom? 
room to, you know, um, Viagra and Cialis and all these erectile dysfunction medications. But yeah, I just wanted to interject that, that, you know, statins, statins can really have a a detrimental impact on your cholesterol and, you know, looking at risk factors and and even considering, you know, the blood sugar stabilization or dysregulation combined with low cholesterol. And I I don't want to interrupt um, the rest of the risk factor profile that you were kind of identifying, but I wanted to interject that, that it's something so many of us are just not considering the downstream impact. So another risk factor that um, actually also held in common with my cancer clients uh, is low vitamin D. Vitamin D, as you and I both feel like, is more mm-hmm. is such a synergistic, important um, vitamin, although we know it even functions more like a hormone. Mm-hmm. But um, people with Alzheimer's and dementia, just like in cancer, usually have their vitamin D levels below 30. I have several right now. I'm working with a couple women that came in with D levels at 25. And, uh, you know, because they're thinking, I don't want to be in the sun and Mm. all those stories. So uh, that's another risk factor. Um, If you have a high A1C, if you have a high uh, cardioreactive protein, your CRP numbers, those are inflammatory. Um, Poor sleep hygiene, all of those years that people have said, I can get by with four hours of sleep and I can get by with six hours of sleep, um, really are not doing their brain a favor because the brain needs that rest and restore time at night for um, autophagy, which is the cleansing and the waste product removal of the brain. Uh, what we're finding also is that toxic exposures, especially with mold, um, pesticides. I have a client right now who... Um, was unloading trucks up full of pesticides and fertilizers in high school. And, you know, hot summer, absorbed into his skin. Uh, He has what we're kind of calling the type 3 Alzheimer's. Um, And so let me sort of jump off there. Uh, Dr. Bredesen um, brilliantly has described Alzheimer's as, as 1, 2, 3, and actually four, five, and six. But one is your your kind of typical Alzheimer's. This is someone that may be uh, an APOE4 genetic SNP. Number two is the what we call the sweet Alzheimer's, which is more of the, um, when you refer to diabetes of the mm-hmm. brain, you know, the type, that kind of thing, that we're talking about Alzheimer's as being diabetes of the brain. Have you guys heard about a bioactive whole food on the market with 5,000 published research studies backing it? When my oldest son needed to go on antibiotics a few months ago, I discovered Armra Colostrum and the benefits for him and his recovery from being on antibiotics have been instrumental in me now recommending this to my dairy non-sensitive patients and clients. Armra's colostrum strengthens immunity, ignites metabolism, fortifies gut health, promotes hair growth and skin radiance, and powers fitness performance and recovery. My son has mentioned to me over and over again how great his gut feels, how he has improved his digestion and gut function as well. Colostrum is a rich, exclusive source of immunoglobulins or antibodies that optimize our immune defense even during cold and flu season. And we know that mycosal barriers house over 80% of our body's immune cells, including 
including the antibodies IgG and SIG-A. And these immunoglobulins bind and intercept harmful particles like viruses, bacteria, and toxins, blocking them from crossing into the barriers into our bloodstream. An armrest colostrum contains the highest levels of SIG-A and IgG to ensure your most fortified first line of protection. It's sustainably sourced, and it's important to know that you want to mix colostrum only with cold liquids or foods or dry scoop it into your mouth. This is also great for the oral microbiome. And we've worked out a special offer for my everyday wellness community where you can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash Cynthia15 or enter Cynthia15 to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Cynthia15. You definitely want to check it out. At some point, we've all been sold a big fat lie. It's called the protein misconception. So starting in the 1980s, we all believed that more protein equated to more muscle growth. And I'm here to tell you it's a big misconception. This has a great deal to do that our body can only absorb protein that's broken down into smaller building blocks called amino acids. It doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein. If you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will ultimately be unable to use these as vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial you take a high-quality digestive enzyme. The one I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bioptimizers. Masszymes is a full-spectrum enzyme formula with more protease than any other commercially available product. With five different forms of protease. Plus, it contains all the other key enzymes you need for optimal digestion. If you're experiencing bloating, gas, or digestive distress, a contributing factor can be that your body is no longer producing as much digestive enzymes. And you can try Masszymes today risk free. They have a 365 day full money back guarantee and is the gold standard in the industry. Go to biooptimizers.com slash Cynthia. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off any order. Three is what we call the toxic Alzheimer's. That's a much more difficult one to address, but it's not impossible. But usually there is some some form of heavy metal poisoning, uh, toxicity, mold exposure. And so that has a different protocol. Um, And then the other Alzheimer's are the Parkinson's, um, ALS, Lewy body. And um, so what's interesting is that in the last 10 years, science has been looking at, and all the big pharmas and research has been looking at what we call the accumulation of amyloid plaque in the brain. And the amyloid plaque has been seen as, up until now, a problem, that it's, that it's the cause of Alzheimer's. What we're finding now, unfortunately, Big Pharma has stopped funding a lot of those um, drugs. They've pulled them from the market because we're finding now that just reducing the amyloid plaque in the brain hasn't helped at all. And so the question came up was, what if amyloid plaque is actually protective? What is causing it to accumulate in the brain? And so scientists are now looking at it a lot differently, that perhaps it's the 
things that have crossed the blood-brain barrier. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, herpes simplex, the virus herpes simplex, which, you know, I don't know what, what the statistic is, what, 80% of the population, mm-hmm. you know, has it. And it's um, in the background, it's dormant, but maybe something activates that, it inflames the brain. Mm-hmm. The brain responds by accumulating amyloid plaque. So Dr. Bredesen said, you know, we're never going to have a magic bullet. There's never going to be one drug that can do all of these things to address all these risk factors, um, including the low sex hormones, and etc. So um, he calls it the 36 holes in the roof idea, that there are 36 identified so far, and there probably will be more, biomarkers that we can identify and say, okay, this is where your vitamin D needs to be. This is where your cholesterol needs to be. This is where your CRP, et cetera, et cetera. And once we've got all those addressed and the nutritional um, aspect is pretty much um, ketogenic based. Okay. Um, The brain loves glucose, but it also really works um, and functions more efficiently on ketones, Mm -hmm. on fat. It's like the difference between, you know, a gasoline engine and a diesel engine. We can really go a long way in the brain on ketones. So what's interesting, uh, and as women, uh, Mm -hmm. Cynthia, you know, you and I started getting pap smears early in our life Mm -hmm. because you wanted to be aware of and prevent the idea of some sort of cervical cancer. We started getting our teeth cleaned. Because we don't want cavities. And at some point as women, we started getting mammograms to um, have early detection of cancer cells. So the question begs itself to say, why am I not doing anything like that for my brain? That's (laughs) a great point. Where's the, and as Dr. Bredesen calls it, a cognoscopy. Oh, and a colonoscopy. Yeah, somewhere in our (laughs) 40s and 50s, they make us get colonoscopies. And if you're really lucky like me with my family history, I think my dad had his first um, precancerous polyp in his 40s. So my brother and I started that process in our 30s. Good times. Exactly. (laughs) And so um, why wouldn't we do that? Now, I know I've got a long road ahead of me in trying to inform women about the value of understanding and being preventative. And it's amazing how many of them really kind of go, gosh, Leslie, I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, wouldn't you want to know you had a cavity? Wouldn't you want to know you've got a cervical right. tumor? Don't right. you want to know you've got a breast tumor? We want to do something about it. So um, I do encourage my clients to get the 23andMe uh, mm-hmm. genetic profile. And I believe it's on sale, going on sale right now. So it's a great Christmas present. Um, to let us know if you have one of the biomarkers that I referred to earlier, the APOE4, if you're a carrier of two or three of those, it does predispose you to a greater risk of Alzheimer's. We don't have to turn that gene on, as you know. It's not, it's not necessarily your genetics. It's the lifestyle and environment. Right. Um, so I've put together a, a biomarker list. It's blood labs, it's hormones, um, it's if we, if we think it's necessary, we do a mold assessment of the house, I do a pantry clean out, we, you know, kind of the same thing that we do as nutritional therapists, get them to eat clean. Um, so I have several female clients right now who know their risk factors, 
who have got crummy labs. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we're working on um, cleaning that up so that they don't end up suffering with Alzheimer's. What a wonderful, um, and I, I actually, this was not on my radar, probably because although we exist in that, you know, kind of female hormone space, I, I'm on, on one end of the direction. And I know you're, you're paramount and focused on the brain, which, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in being a lifelong learner. So this is definitely, definitely, you know, kind of piquing my interest mm -hmm. that it's clearly something I want to learn more about to be able to, um, you know, educate my female clients as well. But out of curiosity, so I know you mentioned the genetic piece, I know you mentioned some labs, and you did kind of skim over, is it really 36? You said 36 holes in the roof, which mm -hmm. I love that. Um, is it actually 36 labs inclusive of the genetics piece? Or is it exclusive of that as well? Oh, exclusive. So okay. um, yeah, the genetic component is a, just a small part of it. And okay. there's several labs that I'm not um, license to run. So gotcha. if someone really suspects they have a problem and they want to become a, um, they want to work with Dr. Bredesen's recode protocol, they find me on his website Okay, and they can recode has, um, can order a requisition, a complete set of labs. I just can't do like the MOCA score, the MCI. I can't, I don't run any of the brain cognitive Okay. type things. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it used to be the only way you could be diagnosed with, with Alzheimer's was after you were dead. <laughs> it was right, exactly. That, that saw the amyloid plaque. Yeah. We do now have PET scans and CAT scans um, that they're pricey. And right now, some of my clients, as you know, you send someone, to, you get a client and she says, oh, I'm going to my OB-GYN this month. I'll get my annual and I'll bring you the results. And I usually have to say, that's great, but here are all the other biomarkers that mm -hmm. they usually don't ask for right? or they skim over. So the labs we get are often very shallow Correct. or not comprehensive. Um, but if the doctor is willing and receives my list, my more comprehensive list, then a client can see if it runs through their insurance and gets it covered. But I, I always tell people, I say, you know... At our age, I mean, I started saying this in my 40s, you know, mm -hmm. when the little girl behind the desk said, I don't know if insurance is going to cover your vitamin D levels. And I said, well, it's a pretty important number for me to know about. <laughs> it's baseline. I'll pay for that. It was like another $25 or something, right. you know. Right. They don't understand. Why do you want your CRP? And why mm -hmm. do you want your A1C? And um, yeah, those are really important biomarkers. So we start that now, just like you would say, here were your mammogram results in 19, mm -hmm. you know, or 2017 or 2018. We can now keep an eye on those biomarkers, just the way you would watch your lipid profile. That's fascinating. And yeah. it's it's interesting. I know that in cardiology, we looked at the high sensitivity CRP. I'm presuming that's probably the one yes. you look at as well. Yes. Yeah. And, and for anyone that's listening, the, the significance is that that one is much more sensitive and specific. And so for us, that was, you know, years ago, how we determined whether or not we'd plop someone on a statin mm -hmm. who didn't otherwise have vascular mm -hmm. disease. Um, I'd love to get your perspective. I know that I was sharing with you that I was knee deep in a, in a hormone book yesterday. Yes. <laughs> um, the controversial T.S. Wiley, uh, for anyone that's listening, uh, you know, she has 
uh, some very strong opinions. She's very articulate, very intelligent. Uh, I initially heard about her uh, on a Bulletproof podcast and then kind of dove down a rabbit hole wanting to learn more about what she wrote about. And I know that, you know, hormone replacement therapy, whether it's bioidentical or synthetic, is certainly something that has some controversies. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd love to know your thoughts about um, bioidentical hormones as it relates to female brains as they age. Uh, Because I actually, after reading her book yesterday and and doing a little bit of independent research, it really opened up my eyes to the possibility that there there's more to it than what I had originally kind of conjured up in my brain. Well, so I'd love to all, hear your thoughts. If you read her entire book yesterday, I'm in awe. <laughs> no, no, not not. I read the bulk of it okay. because because most of here's the thing. Her books are are very information dense. Yes, but I mean half the book are are references. So that's true. But you know, um, that's what I loved about that and the book that we're. Re- re- referencing Mm -hmm. is the sex lies and menopause and the first half of the book is very interesting to me because it has all the historical references to Mm -hmm. what happened when the female population was um, sort of blanketed with synthetic Mm -hmm. hormones and the rise in cardiovascular incidences Um, and then sort of in a blanket move everyone was pulled off of hormones Mm -hmm. and um, and again a rise in issues um, I personally am on bioidentical um, okay. hormones. My OB/GYN is is an IFM functional practitioner, and Great. she, you know, believes in what my group is called the whole healthy woman. I think every woman has um, the right to be healthy, strong, juicy, mm-hmm. vital, sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Suzanne Summers. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think estrogen has a uh, a key role in that. Yeah. The um, Again, going back to either Dr. Bredesen or Dr. Perlmutter or um, Amy Berger, Amy Barger. Have you heard her speak? She wrote the book, The Alzheimer's Antidote. She's she's an NTP. I've seen some of her other work um, about the ketogenic lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I follow her on Twitter. Mm -hmm. She's very, very smart. She's very Um, smart, very funny. mm -hmm. Um, Her book, when I first, actually hers was the first book that I read about Alzheimer's. And I thought, oh, this is dry. She's so smart. There was so much science. But to hear her speak changes mm-hmm. that. But um, Wiley's book really opened my eyes to a lot of the correlations uh, about not having enough estrogen and testosterone and mm-hmm. the impacts it has on the brain. So yeah. that's another one of those biomarkers that we do look at that they, um, Dr. Bredesen and Crowd realized that the females in their um, in their practice had low hormones, low sex hormones, or hadn't been on sex hormones. And that begs the question, again, why is 65% of everyone with Alzheimer's female? Right, right. And, you know, the other thing is, are you employing the Dutch? What are you doing? Are you doing dried urine or saliva or blood tests for hormones, just have, out of curiosity? I have both. I have the okay. biohealth saliva, and I have been... Uh, trained in the Dutch, don't really use it as quite as often, um, but I'm open to it. And uh, today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress, 
exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one, interpreting your data, and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. The last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 12-month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I have used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code E. WP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. Do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep challenges. And we know that one of many contributory reasons for poor sleep can be a reduction in specific minerals that help regulate sleep quality, including magnesium, which is involved in GABA, which is our body's main calming neurotransmitter. We also know that we need potassium to create melatonin. And this is a hormone that is a master antioxidant, but is also utilized to help induce sleep. We also think about things like zinc, which can balance excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate. And if it's overactive, meaning if your glutamate levels are too high, it can prevent your brain from becoming more relaxed and inducing sleep. And lastly, selenium increases both our deep sleep and sleep duration. All these minerals matter a lot for sleep and any imbalances or deficits can have a major impact on the quality of sleep you get each night. And that's why I love Beam Minerals. They offer a full spectrum mineral supplement that gives you every essential mineral your body needs in the right doses, all in a highly absorbable liquid form. All you do is take a shot of bean minerals about an hour before bed. Don't worry, it tastes like water. And you'll replenish all of your body's minerals in about 30 seconds and give your brain what it needs for deep restorative sleep. 
I've been using this product over the last several months. I've really been impressed with the improvement in my sleep metrics, which I like to share on social media with my followers. And if you want a simple way to improve your sleep, head over to www.bminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. That's www.bminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. Try to get as much of the blood work done. As you know, with as a restorative wellness practitioner, we do mm-hmm. through Avexia, so I can order mm-hmm. those. And I've just recently... Um, ordered the Great Plains um, kit because I can do, can't really do a heavy metals urine provocation test, again, outside my scope of practice. Sure. But I can do, they have a urine test for for chemicals. Okay. In fact, I just ran one on myself and I should be getting the results this week. I love to run everything on myself first so I understand (laughs) it. So a guinea pig myself. Guinea pig. One of the other really interesting labs that's very easy to do it's an omega-3 index and it's a finger prick it's a little kit you do at home you pick your finger and you do the blood spot and it sends off and what comes back cynthia is your ratio of omega-3s and omega-6s and trans fatty acids um very important that the brain get a lot of dha and epa which are the omega-3s and it's interesting, my, as much supplements as my husband and I take, my omega-3s were still kind of in what we would call the yellow zone. I wasn't quite in the green. Now, my trans fatty acids, of course, were, I had perfect status because I don't let that stuff in the house. <laughs> <laughs> no canola oil here. Yeah, oh gosh. I and my, six, my three to six ratio was in a good ratio. And again, as a nutritional therapist, you know that um, America eats um, way too many inflammatory foods, Mm -hmm. inflammatory oils. So this is another little biomarker that can say, look, we've got to increase. You've either got to start eating a can of sardines every day Mm -hmm. or, and as Max Lugavere says, he likes the the can of sardines and he drinks the oil. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. I know. He just chugs the whole thing. I make sardine salad kind of like someone would make tuna salad, but... Um, either either you're willing to eat a lot more cold water fish or we're going to supplement. You know, as nutritional therapists, we want to do everything with food first, um, where we can, uh, remove, replace, repopulate. Um, and uh, we've got some really great supplements at our, at our disposal that can give us some great omega-3s. So we do that. And then we retest. Again, like even with the vitamin D, six months later, let's retest. Let's see where you are. Have we have we made any sort of improvements? Um, it's interesting how many clients come to me, and, and of course, you know they'll share their labs. And I, I work with a lot of functional medicine providers locally, which has turned out to be a beautiful relationship. Because mm-hmm. if I need labs drawn, mm-hmm. I just refer them back, oh, good. Uh, and I don't get pushback. What's interesting is we have we have gotten so savvy. Uh, with our training with regard to supplements that I oftentimes am teaching, sometimes teaching them that you can't just give vitamin D, you've got to give cofactors. Uh, And how many of my clients come to me and they're like, I've been on this vitamin D supplement for six months, Mm -hmm. 12 months, and my values haven't budged. And And I was like, well, right, exactly. So that's fascinating. But I didn't realize there was that index test. You know, I've been 
just starting to dip my toe into working with the organics acid test. That's mm-hmm. fascinating. But I think that is going to the, the learning curve on that is a little steeper. So I feel it like that steep. will take me yep. a little take me a little longer, um, a little longer to be able to offer that uh, and feel 100% confident with my clients. But that even in with with myself, um, I have found out that I just don't digest my fats well, even though I'm taking, um, you know, I eat lots of gallbladder rich foods. And you know, my digestive system obviously is probably better optimized than most people's. Uh, but that test in particular showed me that I just don't I can't have a lot of fat in terms of quantity um, it needs to be smaller portions, because my body really struggles to break it down. It was fascinating. Which test um, was that? That's the organic acid. Test. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was really interesting. And for listeners, there's a lot of amazing information, even, you know, I'm learning as I'm I'm listening to Leslie this morning. I would love for you to if you there are a couple of things I know, we're well, I don't want to say we as and I'm referring to just you and I, but I know as a culture, we're very supplement kind of focused and sometimes savvy, sometimes not. Are there particular supplements you like to recommend to your clients just in generalities for brain health? I know for myself, I think Serifos or phosphatidylserine is probably my favorite um, sleep aid, you know, helping support cortisol, helping support mm-hmm. brain function. Um, I jokingly say that should be in the water supply. Um, now I feel that strongly about it because it really it helps so many of my female clients. But I didn't know if you had any particular ones that you really are, are your favorites or your well, favorite ones um, to use. Going back to gut health, also I want to make sure because um, a couple of my uh, current male clients are suffering with constipation and mm-hmm. gut dysbiosis, and they've had all kinds of um, uh, tests to figure out why. So we really want to make sure that everyone, I tell, I tell everyone, you're going to be on a good quality probiotic for the rest of your life. <laughs> we'll rotate them. We'll change them out. You know, you're going to have some fermented foods. Yes, we're going to do some kombucha. Yes, but a good probiotic. Um, especially for the brain, we want to make sure we are getting a good quality omega-3. Mm-hmm. We've got to have that um, for mitochondrial support. Uh, CoQ10 is a great one for our brain support. Loving curcumin, bocopa, um, even uh, ashwagandha, <laughs> some of the more adaptogenic um, herbs. Mm-hmm. When you've got someone who really is in the middle of Alzheimer's suffering, it's very difficult sometimes, well, most of the time, to change their diet. Mm-hmm. You have to have a caregiver and a family that's on board, that's willing to say, we are not going to have ice cream and cookies in the house anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to change out Heinz ketchup, which is full of high fructose corn syrup, mm-hmm. you know, into something else. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry, I just, <laughs> just someone just buzzed me. I'm going to turn that That's over. Okay. Um, so, those are for sure forever. Um, biotics research and designs for health and some of those innate. They all make some really lovely uh, brain support uh, supplements, actually designed for brain support. Um, I love also one that's called, I've got it here. There's one called um, Curcuminsorb Mind from Pure Supplements, which is a nice way to get the good curcumin in. Mm-hmm. Um, I love something called PQQ, which again is <laughs> mitochondrial support for the brain. Mm-hmm. Um I try to get everyone into making a really healthy smoothie once okay. a day that they've got either it's their breakfast or their lunch. And this is a really great place to put in the quality fats, the coconut milk or MCT oil, um, 
this is a good place to slip in the curcumin and cinnamon um, and mitochondrial support. I love, love Chinese mushrooms. Mm -hmm. I love the blends of mitake and reishi and lion's mane. They're very protective um, and anti-tumor for cancer, but they're also very supportive of brain health. So that's a great place to also slip in some Chinese mushrooms. I love the idea of, you know, just kind of layering in, um, you know, key ingredients into smoothies. I have a couple pediatric or kid clients and their parents really struggle to get things into their diets. We have found ways to get mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of lots of good things into their smoothies and they have no idea they're having, you know, having all these delicious, um, nutritious things. They They think that their parents are kind of acquiescing only to what they want, but same kind of concept if you're dealing with a, a family member or a caretaker. I love that. Well, I have what I call my supplement graveyard over here on my table, and they've all got big X's slashed through them. You probably do the same thing. At some mm-hmm. point in working with you or me, client brings in all their existing supplements, and we read labels. And they don't understand that we don't want folic acid. We want folate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't want mm-hmm. synthetic B12, cyanocobalamin. We want methylcobalamin. We want real ingredients. Um, I have a big bottle of gorgeous-looking D3 supplement here um, that someone bought. And of course, they bought it at Costco, which doesn't mm-hmm. really count. But the, fir- <laughs> the first four ingredients um, were soybean oil, vegetable oh. oil, corn oil, glycerin and then vitamin d3 and i said you know nope nope you're not going to take that ever Mm -hmm. again um yeah the cofactors are important so i think um also dr bredesen has in his book outlined lots of of, again his favorite supplements i think he works with a a european supplement company but we can do duplicate everything Mm -hmm. that he recommends here and essential oils oh my gosh Let's not forget essential oils because essential oils can stimulate the limbic part of the brain. And I love the essential oils. Peppermint um, is very oxygenating to the brain. Um, If you've got someone who's stumbling over their words or their memory, um, trying to to express themselves, um, uh, a little breathing of peppermint or a blend. Um, Some of the companies out there make some lovely blends for focus and motivation. Uh, I think that has a place also in someone's care. I think that's so important because one of the things that I have found um, as being a open-minded Western medicine, dual-trained functional mm-hmm. functional and nutrition person is that there's there's so much more than than what we realize that is involved in you know homeostasis in the body. Mm-hmm. And when we take the best of both you know worlds, can be profoundly uh, transformational. I love the idea of, you know, it's, it's interesting, peppermint in particular in my house, um, we've only made the mistake once of, with my youngest, he will never forget that years ago that, you know, he was sitting with me and we were going through essential oils and he got some on his hands. He still talks about how it was a hot oil. It's yes. so hot, yes, uh, but very stimulating. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to describe it. But I love your approach. And I, I know that I speak for Kelly and myself that we would definitely love to have you back again. You're Thank just you. a wealth of information oh, and so would love if you could share with our listeners your top suggestions to help support uh, brain health and aging. If you can think of two or three things that are kind of the most important to you in your, in your toolbox and working with your clients and for yourself and your husband. 
Well, I think um, that's probably not just exclusive to brain health, but um, a non-inflammatory diet, getting all mm-hmm. the inflammatory, uh, fit, what we call fake foods, out of your diet, um, making sure that you've got really quality sleep. Sleep hygiene, we forget, is so important. Um, proper uh, proper amount of time, which can be anywhere from seven to nine hours, depending on who you are, kind of going with mm-hmm. your circadian rhythm. Dark, cool room. Um, I'm upgrading our drapes as we speak to, with blackout liners. <laughs> um, detoxification. One of the things we didn't talk about was the impact of far infrared sauna. Mm-hmm. I have one in my home, and uh, it was home built. It was really very inexpensive to to accomplish. But that detoxing is so important. Um, exercise, some sort of regular. Uh, um, we find that 150 minutes a week of exercise, broken down into you can do a little bit of uh, high intensity, mm-hmm. you know, the HIT program. Yeah, and, love or, it. and or if you're just getting out there and dancing, moving, walking. Um, is so important. Lots of good quality water, clean water. Um, my old mentor used to say, um, the elevator won't go to the top floor <laughs> if you don't drink <laughs> enough water, which was an expression he used with my mother, but because she didn't like mm-hmm. water. But mm-hmm. again, blood pressure, response to the brain, you, you want your elevator to go to the top floor, so lots of water. Um, yeah, and just clean, clean eating, detoxing, good sleep, um, exercise and uh, go from there. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for coming on this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Cynthia and her work at chtwellness.com. And you can find out more about Kelly and her work at everydaytherapist.com. In addition, if you have questions for us or topics you'd like us to address, please email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness.